WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, 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 uh, and welcome to the Valentine's Day special here on 90.7 WVUA. Uh, today, for this Valentine's Day special, we are highlighting several different guests and several different areas of love. Um, I, I'm joined uh, here uh, by my co-host, Summer. Uh, hello, hello, Summer. Summer, today we're looking at love and all the different ways that we can. And uh, this first segment that we have is Love in poetry and I, i'd like to welcome our first guest jacob camden hello jacob hi noah what's up uh i'm, I'm doing all right doing all right so poetry is yes. what we're here to talk about today definitely um valentine's day is all about poetry i mean you know you know the famous roses are red violets are blue <laughs> um uh so i was looking at roses are red violets are blue the name of that is a, a love poem from the road folk song index and it's a uh, like a big big old book and its number is 19798 so pull that out if you've got some trivia uh and uh, one of the very original versions from 1901 reads the rose is red the violets blue sugar is sweet and so are you that's so cute. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, um, poetry is a big part of Valentine's Day, and it's what we want to highlight today. Uh, Jacob, um, yes. uh, I think you've brought a poem in for us. To- yes, uh, if it sounds good to you, I'd like to read one of my own poems. Is this a love poem that you're going to share with us? More or less. More or less. What do you think makes a good love poem? Oh, I don't know. Um, I certainly wouldn't know. Um, I would imagine it's all about sort of, you know, poetry is about, I, I assume communicating things and feelings that are difficult to communicate in other ways of, um, of language. And I think using that to make a connection with someone in a very intimate um, way, it makes sense. So I think a good love poem sort of, it's going to sound sort of um, cliche, but you know, uh, it makes one understood and it makes, it's, very, it's going to be very meaningful in a way that connects two people uh, in a very intimate way, I think. Well, I'd love to hear, hear this poem you have. Uh, what is, what's the title of this poem? The title of the poem is Romance. I wrote it a year or two ago. Um, romance. If the one whose face informed your dreams emerged into reality, you'd cling to each other. In the night, you'd cling to each other, fingers furrowed into each other's desperate flesh. But in the morning, you will part. She'll slip back into memories, which are dreams, or you will. It could be one night. It could be sixty happy years after you first saw her, and she smiled, but there will be that last goodbye, like every goodbye, every morning feels like. But when you saw that girl on the street, who turns and, as asleep, saw you too, there will have been only one urgent question. Who is she? Who can you be for her? So that's that. Romance um, by Jacob Camden. Yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> well, we we appreciate you sharing your poetry with us today. Uh, um, as as our Valentine's Day uh, special continues on, um, we are going to uh, play one of your favorite love songs. Excellent. Um, so excellent. tell us tell us about this love song you've selected. Well, this is a song I was uh, showed by a friend, a dear friend of mine, five years ago now, um, and I liked the song before I got into the band. Um, the band is the National. I'm a super fan, big fan of them now. But my love of this song predates my love of the band, and it's one of the songs that means the most to me. Um, love songs or otherwise. Uh, and the name of the song is uh, Slow Show. Slow Show. All right, this is Slow Show. Uh, Jacob's uh, one of Jacob's favorite love songs uh, or songs about love here yes. on 90.7 The Capstone. This is the Valentine's Day special. We'll be right back. So for this next section here on our Valentine's Day special, uh, we're going to bring in uh, our, our next guest, 
Finley. Finley, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. So, so Finley, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a computer science major. I am, yes. All right, so, so tell me a little bit about that. What do you, what do, you do all day? Uh, computer science is a very broad field, but uh, I specialize in data science. I'm actually a graduate student, uh, so a lot of what I do has to do with machine learning and uh, artificial intelligence. Well, I, I, I think that's just great because I want to talk to you about AI. Because as, as, as we all know, with everything that's going on with AI and everything, it's, it's getting bigger and better, is my understanding. Um, do you think we see a future where AI becomes more human? Do you think we see a future where AI can love? Can robots love? That is so cute. <laughs> well, that's a complicated question. Uh, I think it's very topical given the chat GPT stuff. Uh, so I'll address that first. Uh, I think that a lot of people see that who don't have the, the background. Uh, I think there's a lot of confusion around how it works exactly. Um, and the reason ChatGPT is so human is because it just learns from human texts. So to answer your question, I think that we could see robots that maybe say things about love that sound very human to a human user. Um, however, I think in the immediate future that will be due to, due to the fact that they're all trained on human-created uh, texts uh, and digital, digital information. But maybe, maybe down the road we'll get something like... Uh, like in the movies where the robots are really sentient. But I've seen the movie Her, oh, okay. so I'm very scared of. I'm very scared of this topic. Actually, <laughs> would, would I don't you, like the movie. Would you? So would, you would never see yourself falling in love with your phone. I don't think so. No. Okay. Okay. But uh, <laughs> no Mitchell's versus the machines moment. No, exactly not. The the thing with robots falling in love is maybe someday they're sentient. But the, what's very possible now is if a robot is repeating back and learning from humans, whether a robot really loves or just seems to demonstrate that they love. We might not even know the difference. Will we? I don't know. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for that as, uh, as we see love in computers. That is, that's what <laughs> we've been thinking about and looking at that. Um, but, Finley, as, as we close out your segment here, um, I wanted to highlight the song that you've picked, um, the, the love song that you've picked for us to play, uh, one of your favorite love songs or songs about love. Uh, tell us about what you've selected. I selected the song Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. Uh, I think it's one of the most underrated rock songs there is uh, and one of the best love songs, probably my favorite love song. Um, it's cute. It's very, uh, it's very positive and it's a bit of a pick-me-up. I think that's all you can want uh, for on your Valentine's Day. Are you going to be celebrating your Valentine's Day in any way special? Yes, I'm making some vodka pasta. Sounds good, sounds good. Well, uh, we'll play your selection, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits, here on the 90.7 WVUA Valentine's Day special. We'll be right back. Valentine's Day special right here on 90.7 WVUA. We're looking at love in as many ways as we can think of. Uh, For this segment... We're going to be looking at a love in terms of food, love in candy. And so the guest that we have brought in is Ginger. Hello, Ginger. Hello. I am the candy authority. Yes, yes. So we've, we've brought Ginger in. Uh, uh, and, of course, I have my, my, my great co-host, Summer, here. Hello. Uh, to, to provide all of the input and think of the things that I didn't think to ask and everything. Ginger, I got to ask, what makes you the candy authority? I just love candy. Always have, always will. <laughs> I respect uh, that. <laughs> so so t- for this segment for Love and Candy, we want to look at um, uh, one of the things that we wanted to check out before we get to candy is uh, I, I was looking at this list of what the most popular Valentine's Day gifts are. Number one is interesting, Valentine's Day cards. Um, I'm that never, makes sense. I've never been much of a card person, mm. but I guess you can get a card for anyone. I uh, mean, not only that, but it's just an easy gift. 
Yeah, I'd rather have a letter though. I think. Yeah, mm. a handy little more thought out. Yeah. Plus, like some parents give their kids Valentine's Day stuff, so the mm. cards and stuff could be like old people writing to their lovers, or like it could be to their grandkids, their mm. kids, stuff like that. So yeah, so so Valentine's Day cards are at the top, then personalized gifts, mm. then chocolates, then flowers, and so on from there. Um, but we want to focus in on one of the parts of Valentine's that anyone can be involved in, candy. We're looking at, uh, we've, we've got this map in front of us of the most popular Valentine's Day candies in every single state. Ginger, what were your reactions to this? Well, the one for Alabama was uh, candy necklaces. Candy necklaces. Which <laughs> it was the only one that had that, I think, in the whole top three. Or there might have been a couple couple who had it for third place, but it was the only one that had it as a number one, which I think is just so funny because I think you associate chocolate with Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know who they're asking, but like I, I've never been such a fan of candy necklaces. I've well, never yeah. been either. Candy jewelry freaked me out. <laughs> well, it's not even heart-shaped or themed or anything. They sell yeah. it all year, so it's just funny that it would... Uh, perk up like that around the Valentine's season. Yeah, so so number one apparently in Alabama is candy necklaces. Then second is the, those conversation hearts, and mm-hmm. the third is a heart shaped box of chocolates. Yes. Ginger, on on Valentine's Day, what is your choice of candy? I'm a chocolate girly. However, there is a lot of inconsistency in the chocolate world between like you can get the little small ones just at Walmart, little chocolate heart boxes, and sometimes those are a little bit odd tasting uh so you know if somebody wanted to give me some m&ms or some kisses or whatever or some ghirardellis i love ghirardellis that would be fabulous exactly exactly. conversation hearts hit though Mm -hmm. for real oh yeah and and they're just fun i think i think the conversation hearts are fun uh, whoever you are um as we begin to wrap up here and everything in this segment love and candy uh, what do you think it is about candy that it makes it associated with love with this holiday that's such an interesting question i guess you would call your your uh, partner sweet or they're your sweetheart or whatever so maybe that has something to do with it or maybe it's the opposite way i have no idea who knows maybe maybe you need to sweeten them up or something or you're trying to sweet talk them with those conversation hearts (laughs) who knows but uh candy great part of the holiday love and candy has been the segment as we turn on back to the music we want to focus on ginger's selected love song what did you pick for us i picked adore you by harry styles which also by the way if you are a rower at the gym like me it is a great rhythm to row to ginger thank you for joining us on this valentine's day special and we'll go ahead and play harry styles adore you All right, this is the 90.7 WVUA Valentine's Day special. I'm here with my co-host, Summer. Hello. Celebrating Valentine's Day with you, whether you're with people or not. We are here with you right now to celebrate it with you. Um, and so we've got our guest in, our, our fourth guest of the hour. We've got Gabby. Uh, welcome to the studio. Hello. Happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Have to, uh, Gabby, today, uh, for your segment, we're looking at love and prose. We looked at poetry earlier with our, with our guest, Jacob, and we're looking at love and prose right now. Uh, what do you think is historically the greatest love story? Well, I feel like there are classic and expected answers, mm-hmm. but my personal favorite is Twilight. Okay. What is, what is your opinion uh, as, as someone uh, who is familiar with the literature and, and as this is love and prose, what's, what's your take on the love triangle as far as a, a literary device, as far as something with which we aspire to or uh, would like to avoid? Also, are you team Edward or team Jacob? Well, to start off the bat, I have to go with team Jacob most of my time reading and enjoying Twilight, Team Team Jacob, <laughs> and Love Triangle. Well, 
Twilight's wouldn't be the art it is considered today without that love triangle. It furthers the plot. I think it can a love triangle can be used sort of as a random silly little plot device. It can, it can help kind of add tension and push the story along. Sometimes they can just be annoying, but it just depends on the I guess the type of media. I think with Twilight, without that love triangle, it wouldn't be the Twilight we know today. Exactly, exactly. So that's a, that's a modern classic. We're going to go back to a, a past classic, a classic classic, so to speak. And and real quick, we're going to try to do uh, Romeo and Juliet in about 30 seconds here. Um, and so we're going to go back and forth. We're counting it. But the thing is, the other person has to hold their breath the whole time the other person is speaking. So I'm going to start first, so hold your breath, and I'm going to keep going. Okay, so Romeo and Juliet is the story of uh, two young people who are from warring families, and then they, they fall in love with each other, but they're not supposed to. There are a lot of silly little things happening. Um, there's there's a war, there's battle, they fight each other, but they're still so in love. And then um, uh, the people uh, come along, and um, so they, they can't be together because their families hate each other, but they want to be together. So they come up with all these crazy plans to try to make it work and to try to make something happen, um, and, and they're, they're, they're talking with different people, and, and then uh, they, uh, Juliet takes a... Uh, she ends up uh, there while taking a sleeping potion or pill, and I don't even exactly remember why, but to end up faking her death, and then... And then um, uh, someone comes along, and uh, the, she, the, she's faking her death, but Romeo doesn't know because the message didn't get to him. So he comes in along, and he sees that she's dead, and then he, he decides to kill, kill himself. And then uh, he, she wakes up from the sleeping potion, and she's like, oh, no, he's dead. And then they are lovers together in eternity. Okay, we made it. And that is the story of Romeo and Juliet. If you've never seen it before, uh, if you've never heard it before, you just heard it in about 30, 60 seconds right there. Um, and so perhaps a uh, greatest love story, perhaps on level of Twilight. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what the critics say. Um, but uh, Gabby, thanks again for joining us here for Love in Prose. Um, you've, you've told us, uh, you've sent us your favorite song. What is your favorite love song that you'd like to highlight today? My favorite love song would probably be Paper Rings by Taylor Swift, The Tea Swizzle. All right, all right. We'll be back in just a moment here on uh, WVUA, our Valentine's Day special. Gabby, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is 90.7 The Capstone, our Valentine's Day special. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. I'm here with my co-host, Summer. Hello. Celebrating Valentine's Day with you. So we've been looking at love uh, over the course of this hour in all the different ways that we could think of. And our next segment is Love in Micro. And we've got Elise here in the studio. Oh, good evening, Noah. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about uh, your background. We say Love in Micro. You have some background in microbiology. Yes, uh, that is what I am getting my degree in. As of right now. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, that, that is what we like to hear. Uh, tell us a little bit about what microbiology is all about. What do you study? Um, things that are very small, you know, the micro. Um, <laughs> we look at them through microscopes, primarily. Um, it's just a smaller field of microbiology within microbiology, um, a micro subset of it. Exactly. Um, so I, ha- I have a question for you a bit about um, love in micro as we think about that. Do you think love exists o- on the single cell level? Do single cell organisms experience attraction to each other? Um, I would say no, personally. Uh, like bacteria and a lot of those types of things uh, are asexual and they divide by different t- forms of like budding replication. So they're they're pretty... Pretty self-sufficient, you know. 
Self-love is love, too, though. Okay, that is true. Um, That's true. Self-love is love. Um, uh, what, is, what is your favorite way uh, to do self-love, self-care? Um, I like to take baths. I'm a big bath person. Warm baths or cold baths? Warm. Not... Not a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> a sociopath, you might say. Um, but um, as we uh, uh, talk about love, um, do, in, in microbiology, whenever there's a parasite, a parasite in its host, a fungus in its host, is, is that love? Is that uh, going on there, um, that connection? Perhaps it's one-sided love. Um, I'd say closer to one-sided love, maybe more of a problematic relationship. <laughs> toxic, if you will. Yes, <laughs> toxic. Um, there's... A lot of fungi that is actually very useful to us. I mean, um, mushrooms, people like to eat those. We also have things like yeast all over us that helps promote our microbiome and keeps us healthy. But um, if you're speaking in terms of viruses or things like that or fungus that gives you um, various diseases, say um, they might love you a little more than you would love them. But, you know, perhaps that's a good lesson for us to think about in this in this season, in this Valentine's Day holiday, this Valentine's Day special, is to think about the different types of love and to consider what love might be healthy for us, what love might be parasitical to us. <laughs> um, and uh, thank you again, Elise, for joining us for the segment Love in Micro, for educating us on those types of things. So it's different ways to think about love, because that's what this is all about. Isn't that right, Summer? Absolutely. Um, and so as we uh, wrap up this segment, uh, Elise, you have selected one of your favorite love songs uh, to, to play for us. Uh, tell us about what song you picked. Uh, I picked Embraceable You by Ella Fitzgerald. It's just, I think, it's just one of the classics, you know? And I think it's just, I don't know, it's nice and sentimental. I mean, I can appreciate that. And so we'll play that for you right now. Ella Fitzgerald, Embraceable You. Uh, thank you, Elise, again for joining us. This is the 90.7 The Capstone Valentine's Day special. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Summer and I have been uh, with you. Uh, here on your Valentine's Day to to celebrate um, this this day and, and th celebrate love in all the ways that we could think of. Love comes in many different forms and many different uh, expressions. And so uh, we are going to turn to our final segment here uh, of the Valentine's Day special to love and movies with our guest, Logan Busby. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, as someone who loves movies and also loves love in movies... It's, I mean, it's one of the greatest things about it. Great season, great time for it, Valentine's Day. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. What would you say is your top rom-coms? Like, well, off, off the top of your head. I think, you know, I, everybody's going to know, the top romance movie, I think, possibly ever, La La Land. Okay. It, it goes without saying. It's, <laughs> it shows, you know, heartbreak, love, you know, artistry. It's beautifully visual, beautifully acted, beautifully sung. I think La La Land, it's, you know, I think it was the number one replayed um, love movie on Netflix I recently saw, so... That, that is interesting. There's, there's a reason why. The rom-com that I think of is When Harry Met Sally is, oh, like, the quintessential rom-com. And I think I think La La Land and When Harry Met Sally have a nice contrast because it's, like, some of the best types of rom-coms and, like, I feel like When Harry Met Sally is one of the best they get together at the end rom-coms. Mm -hmm. And La La Land is one of the best they don't get together at the end rom-coms. Exactly. Spoilers, but... <laughs> I, th I think it's the great balance. I think it is a great balance. Uh, Summer, do you have any rom-coms that you love or enjoy? I'm not really a rom-com type of person. Person. 
Um, but one of my favorite romance movies in general is 500 Days of Summer. Mm, that's 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 a classic right there. I showed it to a couple of my friends the other day. And... Yeah. No, I watched it recently with my roommate, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased. You have the namesakes. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe I'm a little biased, but... But, I mean, I mean, who can say? Who can say the things that we love? And speaking of love, uh, Logan, uh, you're a movie maker. You're, you're a filmmaker. That's Tell great. us a little bit about uh, why you love making movies, what you love about it. I love making movies. So I've always always enjoy just like being creative very much for a long time in my life i was like oh i'll be a writer of some sort but i think movies is what i really it's really the culmination of a lot of different areas of creative talent you know you get writing directing acting music but there's also set design there's props there's costuming there's editing there's color grading like every single piece of it sure people can do all of it but it's hard to find someone who can do everything well so i really like the the team effort it is between you know a writer getting their script sent to a director who does you know sends it to casting directors an entirely different field to get everybody so it's all building up to one large thing and so there's so many different realms of creation going on and that changes and builds to a greater product than just a novel with the same story might be exactly exactly I, I think that those are some great points and I also you talking about all the elements of that go into filmmaking I want to ask you what do you think it is or what element of filmmaking whether it's the cinematography or the actors themselves or the direction uh, how do you show love on screen how, how is love communicated through the visual picture I think one of the most important things about love on screen is the I, I think the actors do an incredible job of just the believability but I think a lot of it goes into into the camera and making it seem like, you know, getting a lot of shots of, you know, the characters in, in close space or eye to eye. Like, that's why with meet cutes, it's always the classic, you know, in school, they'll like, you know, knock down someone's books and they're both, their hands both, both reach in from each side of the frame and they touch in the middle sort of thing where it's just kind of that visual aspect of it that really conveys that, oh, these two characters are going closer sort of thing. Um, you know, the, the like laying the head on the shoulder after, you know, some party or something, just those sorts of visual cues where you don't have to, you don't have to elaborate, you don't have to explain, but people see it and they know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Logan, thank you for coming to talk to us about love in movies. As we close out our time here, we're going to go to your song pick for your, one of your favorite love songs. Tell us what song you picked. Can't Help Fall in Love by Elvis Presley, King of Rock right there. That's that's amazing. Oh, we're going to go to that. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, thank you, Summer, for joining me. Um, no worries. Happy Valentine's Day. And I and, uh, hope you have many more good ones and hope you have many people that love you. Um, but you know what? Even if you're not sure who all those people are just yet, we know that Elvis loves us. So we're going <laughs> to toss it over to him uh, to end out our time here for the 90.7 WVUA Valentine's Day special. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa, 90.7.